This is 251 Now with Kelly Finley, the go-to place for what's happening in our local community. Presented by AIDS Alabama South and the Mobile County Health Department. The businesses you need to know about, local artists to support, restaurants to visit, community leaders making a difference, local topics you and your friends are talking about now. Good Sunday morning and welcome to 251 Now with Kelly Finley. I'm Kelly Finley. Hope you had a great 4th of July uh, weekend and are experiencing goodness in your life. And as I do each Sunday, I help with the goodness because I introduce you to local leaders, people making an impact in our community, and people looking for ways in which you can join in on the fun. As I do each Sunday, I have my guests introduce themselves and tell you which organization they're with, and then we get right to the conversation at hand. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing really well. So Let everyone know who you are. Yes. My name is Marcus Neto, and I'm the owner of Bluefish. We're an advertising agency agency located down here in downtown Mobile, mm-hmm. um, near the intersection of Dolphin and Broad. So basically so, our neighbor. Yes, <laughs> right down the street. Right on down the street. You know, people have seen Bluefish, but many may not know the man, the team behind Bluefish and how you got going and all that good stuff. But before we get there, tell me, where are you from? Um, I'm actually originally from Washington, D.C., so that, grew up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I spent most of my formative years um, went to college at James Madison University and uh, ended up moving back to D.C. and living there for about a decade before moving down here in 2004. And where were you born? Um, I was actually born in Muncie, Indiana. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my father, um, going back even a little bit further, mm-hmm. my father is uh, from Brazil and uh, came over here with a Peace Corps in 1960, I want to say, somewhere around the early 60s. And um, just a real side, you know, quick side tangent. Um, he's uh, since remarried. Uh, you know, my my biological mother hasn't been in the picture since I was in, you know, kindergarten or something like that. Um, but he recently, well, no, I can't say that. About 25 years ago, he remarried. Okay. The woman that he remarried, he actually met while he was, oops, sorry, while he was in the Peace Corps. Um, and they had kind of uh relationship and you know they were here teaching english or, i'm sorry teaching portuguese to uh english speakers that were going to brazil to you know uh, you know make some improvements and stuff like that and um but they had to call off their their romance for a number of years uh, a couple decades and then remet and they're they're now married and no. Malibus. yeah really you know, it's it really cool that, so. those are that's what those romance those romantic novels are written about exactly that's your family yeah Exactly. And so <laughs> she's also from Brazil. So I'm, you know, um, I am first generation American uh, and, you know, first generation business owner here in the States and stuff like that. So it's been. A while oh, I have so many more questions now. Yeah. First of all, do you speak Portuguese? <laughs> I do not. Actually, I could kick my father uh, for, for not teaching me Portuguese. It certainly would have made all the Latin languages um, in high school and college, you know, mm-hmm. a heck of a lot easier. So, But it's never too late. Yes, I've tried that before. If you've ever downloaded any of those apps, I think, you know, there's one, I think, is it uh, Duolingo? And, it, you know, at one point in time, it actually sent me a notification that said Duolingo was sad. And <laughs> what? That was, yes, it was uh, because I was neglecting it so much. I had all the good intentions of learning Portuguese, 
and uh, neglected Duolingo for so long that it uh, gave me a notification that it was sad that I was neglecting it. So <laughs> I'm sure. There's I'm sure. My... <laughs> I'm, sure I'm sure you're not the only person who made uh, that that app sad. Yeah, there's a reason why that's in there. But it's just right. funny that you would make an app sad trying to learn a language. That's how dedicated I am. Sorry, Dad. So, well, you know what? Um, we'll get and we'll talk more about parenting. Uh, you know, in our next segment because I know you're a very proud parent. But when you talk about being a first generation, um, you know, entrepreneur. That is huge. Yeah. No, it's not an easy thing to be an entrepreneur, period. But to also do one, um, you know, let's just, I mean, be honest. Like, you know, my father, you know, um, I wasn't raised with a silver spoon in my mouth, right? Right. Um, you know, we, we didn't come from a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And so to have, you know, that kind of experience and to be able to um, get to the level of, you know, quote unquote success, if you will, because most small businesses fail in the first year. So the fact that I've been doing this since, you know, roughly 2006, um, you know, means that we've beaten a lot of just the normal odds, but also to be a first generation entrepreneur, you know, it just, it, it adds that much more to it because there was no stepping stone for me to, to step onto. Right. Well, let's talk about some of the obstacles that um, you may have experienced because, you know, the beauty of this show is you never know who's listening and how you may help them from a positive standpoint, understand that they're not in this alone. Sure. What are some of the, um, um, gosh, some steps that the obstacles that happen uh, before you, but that you conquered? Well, I think the biggest one is just a lack of knowledge. I mean, you know, so anytime you step into uh, starting a business, I oftentimes tell people it's like the Bible passage where he talks about the lamp unto your feet. So you only have a couple of steps that are around you that are illuminated. That is what your knowledge tells you that you need to pay attention to. But as you gain more knowledge, you see different uh, aspects to the business that then become um, you know, or problems are presented to you that you may not have solutions to, and you have to, you know, gain the knowledge in order to overcome those, those things. But I mean, it, it ranges everything from, you know, making sure that, uh, cash flow is, you know, coming in, understanding, you know, all your financials when you're not, you know, really kind of bent on, um, you know, the financial side of things. But I think the biggest thing is just a self-awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, what are your weaknesses? What are your strengths? What do you bring to the table? Where can you bring people in to kind of, um, you know, that they supplement, you know, where you are lacking? Um, I've been very fortunate. I've got a, a team of people around me that, um, that adds something to the team that I, don't, that I don't have, whether it's an attention to detail, in detail or a focus on certain aspects of the business. Mm-hmm. You know, it just allows them to focus on those things. When you went to college, though, um, back on the East Coast, what did you school for? Um, I was actually an – well, I went in as a music major. Yeah, really? Yeah, I was what do actually, you play? Um, I was actually a vocal major. Yeah, so I, I was studying to be um, – there were kind of two paths through music uh, at James Madison. One was education, and then the other one was performance. Mm-hmm. And I knew I didn't have what it took to be a performance major, so I went the education route. Um, piano is, is actually what made me not uh, be able to finish as a music major. Because uh-huh. um, anytime you go in as an educator, you have to be very proficient in piano. And so it was going to take me like six or seven years to graduate because mm-hmm. I was learning piano in college. It just wasn't, you know. And so I decided to change. I was actually a, an English major by the time I graduated because okay. um, I just wanted to graduate in four years. I was paying for my own school. Um, and I wanted to get something that was going to tell people that I had the ability to read and comprehend um, material because I, I knew I was going to go into technology. 
but I didn't want to have to go and get a business degree. So right there, I mean, that's a lot going on there, and you could have gone different ways, but the fact, I think that grind that you have that people know you as uh, from Bluefish standpoint, the fact that you're paying for your own schooling, you get real sure of what you want and what you don't yeah. want when, when, yeah. you're, when you're footing the bill. Yeah, and I, you know, right now we have uh, an agreement where the agency of record with Bishop State, and it's kind of taken a, a very personal role because I did spend a year and a half at uh, community college um, Northern Virginia Community College and then Blue Ridge Community College, um, you know, getting some of my classes, you know, under my belt. It was, you know, it was an undertaking, you know, working full time and also going to school. I, um, you know, I, I did. There were a lot of life lef- lessons that were learned, you know, through that on, you know, dedication and discipline and stuff like that. And so when yeah. you look back, Marcus, when you look back, at someone who showed you the way, whether it was a friend or family member. Who's that one person who showed you that if you work this hard that, you know, possibilities are endless? Um, I would not say that I worked hard in school. Um, yeah, no, I was not a very good, um, I I was not very good at school. I I don't do very well in classroom settings. Um, unless I'm the one that's educating. Interesting. Um, And I appreciate you keeping it real on a Sunday. Yeah, no, yeah, (laughs) I know. Well, I figure if I, if I lie on a Sunday, then I definitely spontaneously combust. No, but I, you know, I just think uh, it's important for people to know. So one of the things that I did want to kind of highlight, and we'll pr- maybe get to this a little bit later, is this podcast that we've been doing. We've done over 200 episodes of the Mobile Alabama Business Podcast. And the thing that I've learned about business owners is that there's no rhyme or reason for success and that you can have a doctorate degree and be successful or not successful. And you can have not even a high school degree and be extremely successful or not. And so I oftentimes give the, you know, the, the polar uh, Chad Setchell versus, you know, uh, Todd Greer. So Todd Greer is at uh, University of Mobile. Chad Setchell is the owner of Hanson uh, Heating and Air Conditioning. And Chad, you know, was somebody that I interviewed. Uh, if I remember correctly, and Chad, if I don't, you know, please forgive me, but if I understand correctly, he did not go through the normal path of high school. He may have gotten his GED, but he did not graduate like you would normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has one of the most successful businesses in Mobile. And then if you look at Todd Greer, University of Mobile, he's actually driving, you know, the college um, you know, department up there. And, you know, he obviously, you know, did, you know, he's got doctorate degrees and stuff like that. Both very successful people, you know, no rhyme or reason. It mm-hmm. really is just a matter of grit and and that internal feeling that entrepreneurs have that they have to be doing things that make a difference and it may be multiple things to keep them entertained. That's a great answer. Um, and of course, because it's your answer. But I ask that because you're doing so you went to school for one reason, but you were able to pivot mm-hmm. and understood your strengths and your weaknesses and you run a successful business. So the question is, is, is there someone that you patterned yourself sure. after? Is there someone that you looked to and said that right there? Man, I asked this question too, and this is the, not fair, <laughs> Kelly, because it is literally the hardest question in any of the ones that I. I mean, that I asked I've and, never yeah. been on your podcast. So yeah, I don't know I what know. you asked, yeah, friend. We may have to change that. <laughs> yeah, no, golly, you know there are a couple of people that I really pay attention to. If we're looking at the national business scene, I mean, I'd be stupid not to be paying attention to Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, he is the voice when it comes to. Um, definitely social media, marketing, advertising as it pertains to today because things have changed quite a bit. Um, but then also, you know, I, I look to um, just various other business leaders, whether it be Andrew Frazella or um, Elon Musk. Um, you know, Joe Rogan is a popular, um, you know, podcast that I, I look to. 
simply just because I think it's thought provoking. Um, it's a very educated, even though you wouldn't think it because Joe Rogan is a meathead that has uh, <laughs> a job where he tells funny things on stage. You know, I mean, he's a comedian. So you would that's think, all relative, right? Yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> think it would be a very intelligent conversation, but it actually is. So, you know, those things kind of keep me on my toes. All right. So you listed a number of men. I'd be remiss as the woman in the room oh, if I didn't ask you, what, what about the women? Is, is there, are there women who you say they've got it going on when it comes to their business sense and, and how they run things? Is there someone that jumps out to you? Yeah. I mean, a story that always uh, inspires me, I'm going to forget her name off the top of my head, but the, the woman that started Spanx, um, she was, uh, I first learned of her on How I Built This, which is another podcast that's definitely worth listening to. Um, and, you know, if you haven't heard that story, you know, she had a lot of, um, she had a lot of obstacles. Of course, when you're man- manufacturing goods versus um, providing services, there's a whole other aspect of the business that you have to go through and finding a supplier that's willing to work with you and getting prototypes done and, you know, stuff like that. Um, and so, you know, she talks about all the little details of that and, and how she came to, you know, her successes. And I think that she's now worth over a billion dollars. I mean, it's just, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's just insane. Every woman so, I know, we give her a high five. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. When I saw her store in, at the Atlanta airport, I knew, wow, she is really doing great things, whomever she is. But okay. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with more uh, with Marcus and Bluefish and talk more about that podcast that he's alluded to and why that's really a gem here in the city of Mobile. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more on 251 Now with Kelly Finley. This is Real Talk. Hey, welcome back to 251 Now with Kelly Finley. Marcus has joined us. He is the president and founder of Bluefish, and we're talking about how many people, and I and I told this to him. Actually, when I saw you today, I said, you look so relaxed, and you make it look easy, but there's a lot that goes into being a, a business, let alone a successful business. You are the after, and people see you on your bike downtown, but they don't know all those nights where you were doing what you had to do to make it work. So let's bring them into that world. Let's, let's peel back the curtain. Sure. And let them know. So so you started your business when? Um, the LLC was actually formed in 2008. I was probably operating you know, for about a year before that. So roughly 2000, late 2006 and 2007 timeframe. So if I were to Google Bluefish, what would it list that you do? Um, we are an advertising agency. So everything from placing traditional media ad buys, um, you know, graphic design, you know, branding. We're really kind of known for our website uh, work. Um, we work, uh, we've worked internationally, but right now I think we're working mostly just nationally um, with clients from New York City to, you know, Florida to California and everywhere in between. So. So let's talk about the big, fat, pink elephant in the room. Sure. When you're not from here, right, yeah. it's hard to crack that code for to not only be successful, but for people to touch you. Because many people think, okay, you have all these goods, you have all these talents, you're not going to stay here, you're, you're going to leave us. What did you do to make people understand that you're here to stay? Well, it, okay, so there's a couple of things. One, I finally started taking uh, some of my own advice and started advertising our business, our services. Um, and that's when things really kind of started turning around for us. Uh, there were a number of things that happened at the same time. So we moved to Mobile from the Eastern Shore, um, and we dedicated ourselves to trying to make a difference here in, in Mobile. Um, so one of the things as an outsider that I've learned, um, I think everybody that's either in sales or marketing knows that people have to know, like, and trust you before they're actually going to make a purchase from you. 
And they also have to know that you exist. So there's really only one way for that to happen, and that's to educate them on who you are and what you do. And so we've taken on, you know, this campaign on social media and, you know, other avenues where we're educating people about, you know, various aspects of marketing and advertising, but also just kind of sharing with them who we are and and our expertise. And so, you know, if I was to answer your question directly, I think in Mobile, people want to know that you are part of the business community and that you have grabbed the tug rope and that you're pulling in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And so we've done a number of things, whether it's our involvement in the chamber, you know, I'm on the chamber chase uh, committee and, you know, help raise funds. I'm on the board of directors and, you know, I've, I've done a number of things, you know, through the chamber to help them out. And then also the podcast that we alluded to earlier and a number of other things, mm-hmm. just trying to help people out. So. so people see you, they know you're investing in the community in which you're serving and, and, and it's a good thing. It's yeah. a real good thing. Talk to me about, um, pod, before we talk about your podcast, I want to know what are your top five podcasts that you, your go-tos when you're trying to figure something out or you want more motivation for our, our people who are listening, what would you recommend they listen to? Yeah, I mean, number one, I'm always listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, I think he's uh, excellent. If I'm wanting to check in on some things that are going on in marketing and advertising, I'm going to listen to Gary Vaynerchuk, as I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm just looking for somebody who's going to help make me a more disciplined, um, a better, more vibrant leader, then I'm going to listen to somebody like Andy Frazella. Um, uh, Billy Jean is marketing is another one that pertains specifically to marketing. Um, you know, a couple of others like Grant Cardone and, and stuff like that would be more on the sales side and just kind of getting, uh, inspired there about, um, you know, just sales and lead generation and stuff like that. So you're so. well-rounded with that information. And so now to your podcast, what's it called and what's your mission with your podcast? So we started uh, about five years. We called a, we started a podcast called the Mobile Alabama Business Podcast. Super creative name for an advertising agency, <laughs> but we, we we wanted Who to make sure. That? I know it's so it's so bad, but the the honest you know answer is that we wanted to make sure that if somebody searched for you know that on Google, that it would you know show up. Um, so we started that about five years ago. We've done over two hundred episodes. The whole purpose of why we started this podcast is because we wanted to get word out about the positive aspects of what business owners were bringing to Mobile. So there are over 30,000, I think there's 37, 38,000 businesses in Mobile. Um, Based on percentages, that would mean that over 30,000 small businesses are here in Mobile. And then we have this other classification that Bill Sisson from the Chamber talks about, which is the micro businesses, Mm -hmm. which are all the side hustles, and there's over 27,000 of those. Wow. Yes. I don't think most people know that. No, and I think it's a really important thing to understand because there are so many businesses in Mobile that it really, you know, I mean, it it really is mind-boggling. We've had a number of studies that have been done, and all the consultants that come for Mm -hmm. the chamber to talk about that um, have said that that's a very high, you know, number for um, for, you know, for a city our size. Now, all that to say is that, you know, we, you know, I just basically got tired of hearing such bad stuff in the news all the time. And so we started this podcast, um, in an effort again, to share the stories of business owners, what they've learned, you know, who they pay attention to their most important, you know, uh, things that they would pass on. And then oftentimes I'll ask them things like how they like to unwind and stuff like that to show more human side, you know, to these people, because a lot of times they're people that we, 
you know, we look up to. Let me ask you this, because your podcast, and, and it, you have purpose in your podcast name. It makes sense why you named it that way, because you weren't thinking for the now, you were thinking for the future. Yep. When you came up with the podcast, did you have any idea that podcasts would really take off the way that they have? Um, it had been talked about for a while. I kind of had some ideas. Um, I do think that there, you know, there's still room for growth um, in the podcast world. I think, you know, I mean, you know, there have been a number of people that have joined, even here in Mobile, you know, joined that group uh, since we started ours. I, I do think that we were one of the first to start a podcast here in Mobile, at least of this of the type that we've that we've done. Um, so anyway, I just I welcome you know all those folks because I think you know there are stories to be told and there are aspects there. Are, you know, I think every time you sit with somebody and they're interviewing you, there are questions that they're going to ask or tangents that you go down. And so I could be interviewed by somebody else 15 minutes from now, and you know it could be a completely different interview. That's right. And, and it's all about, as I always say, and those who listen to the show know, it's all about the relationships and the networking. Because if you know, know of something good, it doesn't do anyone good if you just keep it here. you gotta, you got to share it. And, and I will say, I mean, thinking back, um, I met you through church. Yes. Um, City Hope. Yep. Back in the day. Yeah. And then recently saw you again. I mean, you interviewed my husband, and I said, ah, I need to have you on the show. And because it, it's so brilliant to be able to focus on local, 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 and that's what you're doing, and you're you're shining a, a positive spotlight on the city and on the people. Yeah. I'm actually I'm very tired of this title that we've given ourselves of the city of perpetual Ugh, potential. Yeah. I'm 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 here to tell you that we have actually achieved a lot of our potential, but we have so much more, just like, you know, the lamp onto our feet where we only see the amount of, you know, or we only have the amount of knowledge to address the problems that we can see, you know, around our feet. You know, we're a city of potential, like, but we've also accomplished so much when you look at what's going on with the port and all the new distribution centers that are opening here, the vibrant tourism community or the community that is, you know, rising up here. I mean, I had, I had an interview with somebody the other day for the podcast, and they said there were 10,000 jobs that were open in the tourism uh, industry here in just lower Alabama. So there's all but, kinds of things. But if there's not a, a microphone big enough for enough people to shout it out, then you don't hear about that. Yes, and absolutely. that's why your show is so invaluable um, to the community. It's a big deal. I appreciate that. Yeah, You're welcome. No, You're definitely. So for people who are listening right now who say, okay, I think Marcus needs to interview me. I want to be on that podcast. Yeah. What's, what's the criteria that you go through uh, or that you have that uh, allows people to come on your show? Sure. Well, normally it's uh, business owners uh, and preferably business owners that have been at it for a little bit, right? Because, I mean, if you're going to share knowledge and things that you've learned, um, we want you to have some of that knowledge to share. But there are times where we'll talk to people that are relatively new. It just depends on what they do. Um, So, for instance, we recently interviewed somebody uh, that was breaking into the ecotourism here because that is that there is a lot of focus on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we, we like them to be either business owners or people of influence that have something to do with the business community, like Bill Sisson, the mayor, you know, your husband, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Because those kinds of things impact um, our city in great ways. We want to make sure that people hear, you know, their stories. So they have some mileage in their in their business game, and, and we can learn yeah. from them. So, I mean, you ask people this, Marcus, so I'm going to ask you, um, so what do you do during your downtime? Because you're very well-versed on what you do for a living. Where are you getting that knowledge? Do you read a lot? Do you find yourself positive? podcasting a lot when it comes to listening to podcasts where do you, where do you go um my happy place is with my feet in the sand you know with the the waves you know lapping at my toes <laughs> um 
you know, I, I don't drink much, but you know, if I do have a, a cold beer or a, a daiquiri or something like that, it's a happy day. You yeah, know, that's good so, stuff. Yeah. And and let me ask you this because I know you're a very proud father. What legacy do you hope you leave behind for your children? Yeah, I mean, one of the main reasons that drove me to start Bluefish and build it into the company that it is is because I wanted to have a fun, creative place that my boys could come and work at if they so chose. Um, but you know, I they uh, that they first and foremost, take away a kindness towards their fellow man, regardless of who they are, you know, what they believe, you know, what skin color they are, you know, who they love, whatever. Um, I want them to show kindness and love towards their, their fellow man. And then if I was to say something else, it would just be, you know, that they would have the, the discipline to work hard to get what it is that they want out of life. Uh, let them know the best way to listen to you. Sure. Yeah. So you can, you can hear the podcast in Spotify and the Apple podcast app and in any other place that you might uh, search for podcasts. It is the Mobile Alabama Business Podcast. Um, if you go to mobileal.com, uh, that is the website where all of those uh, are located, and you can actually read the transcripts there. And then Bluefish is bluefishds.com. And if you want to get a hold of me directly, you can just email me at marcus, M-A-R-C-U-S, at bluefishds.com. There's no way you could not take him up on that offer. Good stuff. Thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You bet. Thank you for tuning into this edition of 251 Now with Kelly Finley. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you back here same time, same place next week. Tune in every Sunday for 251 Now with Kelly Finley, presented by AIDS Alabama South and the Mobile County Health Department, 7.30 to 8 a.m., right here on The Sound of Mobile.